Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Kings chapter 3 Joram, son of Ahab, became king of Israel in Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he reigned for 12 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not as his father and mother had done. He got rid of the sacred stone of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung to the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he caused Israel to commit. He did not turn away from them. Now Mesha, king of Moab, raised sheep, and he had to pay the king of Israel a tribute of a hundred thousand lambs and the wool of a hundred thousand rams. But after Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So at that time, King Joram set out from Samaria and mobilized all of Israel. He also sent this message to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go out and fight with me against Moab? I will go with you, he replied. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. By what route shall we attack, he asked. Through the desert of Edom, he answered. So the king of Israel set out with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. After a roundabout march of seven days, the army had no more water for themselves or for the animals with them. What, exclaimed the king of Israel, has the Lord called us three kings together only to deliver us into the hands of Moab? But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord here? through whom we may inquire of the Lord? An officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Elisha said to the king of Israel, Why do you want to involve me? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. No, the king of Israel answered, because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to deliver us into the hands of Moab. Elisha said, As surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not pay any attention to you. But now bring me a harpist. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha, and he said, This is what the Lord says, I will fill this valley with pools of water. For this is what the Lord says, You will see neither wind nor rain, yet this valley will be filled with water, and you and your cattle and your other animals will drink. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. He will also deliver Moab into your hands. You will overthrow every fortified city and every major town. You will cut down every good tree, stop up all the springs, and ruin every good field with stones. The next morning, about the time for offering the sacrifice, there it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom, and the land was filled with water. Now all the Moabites had heard that the kings had come up to fight against them. So every man, young and old, who could bear arms was called up and stationed on the border. 
When they got up early in the morning, the sun was shining on the water. To the Moabites across the way, the water looked red like blood. That's blood, they said. Those kings must have fought and slaughtered each other. Now to the plunder, Moab. But when the Moabites came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and fought them until they fled. And the Israelites invaded the land and slaughtered the Moabites. They destroyed the towns, and each man threw a stone on every good field until it was covered. They stopped up all the springs and cut down every good tree. Only Kir Hashereth was left with its stones in place. But men armed with slings surrounded it and attacked it. When the king of Moab saw that the battle had gone against him, he took with him 700 swordsmen to break through to the king of Edom. But they failed. Then he took his firstborn son, who was to succeed him as king, and he offered him as a sacrifice on the city wall. The fury against Israel was great. They withdrew and returned to their own land. And so now Joram, the son of Ahab, becomes king. He's the reigning king over Israel, the northern kingdom, for 12 years. And the the chapter starts out saying that he was... He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not as bad as his father and mother, Ahab and Jezebel. But nevertheless, he clung to the sins of Jeroboam. This was the golden calf idolatry, which was to plague all of the kings of the northern kingdom. So Joram um, fell prey to that, too. He kept um, the golden calf worship in place. So the king of uh, Moab rebels against the king of Israel. And the king of Israel sends out to the king of Judah and says, will you help me? Will you come alongside of me? And he says, yep, I will help you. And uh, let's ask the king of Edom if he'll help us too. And so lo and behold, the king of Edom agrees. And uh, the, the three kings come together with their, their armies collectively. But there's a drought. They don't have water for themselves. They don't have water for their animals. And uh, they're in terrible shape. So Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, says, uh, is there a prophet we can talk to? And uh, the three kings make their way to Elisha's house. Now, notice they didn't send for Elisha. They went to Elisha. I think that's fascinating. So Elisha says to the king of Israel, uh, Joram, why do you want to involve me? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. And so he was rebuking the king to his face. Imagine this, friends, a prophet standing in front of three kings or sitting, whatever the case was, and rebuking one of the kings who has a standing army with him. And uh, nevertheless, Elisha did that. And and then he said, but because um, you have Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I'll, I'll pay attention to him and I'll do as you ask. I'll seek the Lord. So he does something unusual. In verse 15, he says, now bring me a harpist. And while the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha. Now, friends, I'm not suggesting we make a cult out of this, but it's in the Bible, and we need to pay attention to it. So in this instance, the Spirit of the Lord told the Lord's prophet to bring a musician. The musician came, and somehow, with the playing of the harp, the Spirit of the Lord enabled Elisha to hear the word of the Lord. There's some some kind of cooperative thing. You may recall that um, when King Saul was tormented by demons, David would play the harp and the demons would flee. 
And so um, maybe it's just a harp, but maybe it's certain music has a spiritual connotation to it we only uh, dimly perceive. But whatever the case, Elisha called for a musician. While the musician was playing the harp, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I will fill this valley with pools of water. For this is what the Lord says. You will neither see wind nor rain, yet this valley will be filled with water. And you, your cattle, and your other animals will drink. And so the Lord promised to refresh the army and the the animals. So the next morning, there was water flowing from the direction of Edom. No rain, but just water flowing, and the land was filled with water. Now, the Moabites had come out to fight, and um, they're standing on the border. And when they got up the next morning, they saw the sun shining on all this new water. To the Moabites, the water looked like blood. So they said to themselves, well, maybe these three kings have turned against each other, and that's, that's blood. So they fought and slaughtered each other. Let's just go take all their stuff. So they go charging to the Israelite camp, and the Israelites slaughtered the Moabites. The collective um, three kings slaughtered the Moabites. It's a very unusual story. The, the Lord, through his prophet, did not say I was gonna, he was going to create a, a mirage with the water shining like blood and lure the Moabites. He just said, I'm going to supply you with some water. But the Lord did much more than was expected. And friends, many times the Lord um, will say more than one thing with the scripture verse or the way he speaks to us and directs us. The Lord has no problem conveying multiple layers of meaning through the word of God and through the, uh, the leading of the Lord to us individually. So let's just pray for a sensitivity to that. Lord, um, these men did not know, these kings did not know that by sending water, you were also going to cause the Moabites to charge to their doom. Lord, that they were going to see an illusion and think that it was blood. But Lord, you had more than one thing in mind. You wanted to refresh the men and their, their animals. But Lord, you also intended to lure the Moabites to their defeat at the hands of the armies of Israel. Lord, let us be sensitive to what your spirit is saying. And let us not just assume that we know your ways when you speak or we know your guidance. Let us be alert for additional layers and whatever it is you're trying to convey to us. We pray this, Lord, that we would have a spiritual sensitivity like Elisha did. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.